They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Episode of the Juan and Juan podcast. I'm your host as always, Juan, and today we are joined by the one and only Ryan Burns. What's up, bro? Hey, man. Good to be here. Happy to be back with you talking about important stuff. Yeah, I when I texted you the, or sent you a message on Instagram the other day, I was like, "What's up, dude?" And you're like, "No, just just watching the world burn, just like everybody else." And I'm like, "Yeah." So we we can get into that. Well, uh, before we get started, can you share where people can find your work? social media, website, whatever it is you want to plug? Sure. Um, you can find it on, let's see, uh, heroparanormal.com. Uh, you can also find my books, The Utah UFO Ranch and Shapeshifter Territory on Amazon and a little science project I have going on at spacewolfresearch.com. What's been the latest with that, dude? Are you writing any new books? Did you ever write that book on consciousness? So not really. I've started it. I'm about, oh, I guess 100 pages in. Um, I've got a couple of books that it, it's really weird, man, because, you know, I'm scared to release them, basically. But uh, and it's that deep. Yeah. Yeah. One's on the Vegas shooting. I mean, as near as I can tell, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And uh, the other one, like you said, is on consciousness. I'm kind of waiting to do that because I think. I think in our lifetime, we're going to crack, we're going to, we're going to kind of crack the nut to this whole matrix consciousness question. And I think it's dangerously close. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just kind of waiting on that. And I, I'm getting input from other people and working with people that have more, uh, more to offer to the big picture. Um, and, and I've been having some really strange, but yeah, a lot of strange things happening on all fronts for sure. I think we're getting closer to answering this whole matrix deconstruction. We're picking away at it, like literally picking away at the nuts and bolts of it. And you can tell 
when you start doing that, that uh, it, it's aware, whatever the universal consciousness is or the program or the uh, alien artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, the higher power. There's many names for the same mystery. And it's, it, is, it, it becomes aware when you start pulling at the, the threads of reality. Absolutely. That concept of threads. I just did an episode with a friend of mine, Jeffrey, from the Functionally Dysfunctional Show. And yeah. we talked, he was an ex-evangelist, and he talked about how they would pull at that thread. And eventually it gets to the point where they keep pulling at the thread, and it's all gone, and they figure out it's all bullshit. And I can't imagine the feeling of putting everything you've had into one into one thing, whatever that may be, a hobby, a career, uh, whatever it is, and then figuring out that in the end it's all bullshit, right? And right. you're talking about, do you think they said the same thing in the 70s and in the 50s and in the 20s, you think, where they were, hey, I think we're going to crack this. I think the... the you think people were as open to that back then? And then especially, well, maybe in the 50s, I would say, because of all the Roswell and all that bullshit that was going on then. Do you think they were saying the same thing? Like, maybe we're going to crack this code. Oh, for sure. And I think we probably have cracked the code multiple times throughout human existence. And then there's another great reset, you know, and uh, everybody's left scrambling in the dust trying to find tidbits of information to start over it's just the human experience and you know to give you an idea like uh i this is just a for instance an example my my wife is a very very skeptical reasonable not woo woo person at all welcome to the club bro yeah man (laughs) and it's good that's a good litmus test to have a a mate or a partner like that that kind of you know checks you and corrects you and keeps you grounded and you know i had a i had a call from a a caretaker at this science project i have going on and and he he told me a situation where he woke up in the middle of the night he heard you know a, a voice uh say hey and he woke up and then he heard his car alarm go on outside he went outside there was nothing out there uh, needless to say, he's in an area of a lot more high strangeness than I am at my home. And uh, the caretaker went outside, turned off his car alarm, came back inside. Again, same thing happened again. He went out again, no critters around the car, nothing. So something was trying to engage with him. I told my wife the story. She was like, yeah, it's, you know, is this a lot on of things. Skinwalker Ranch territory? This would be just south of it uh, within a golf swing is the way I like to explain it. You can throw a rock at it. You can pretty much, there's no part of that ranch you can't virtually see from this property. So it's it's close, uh, close enough. And it functions anyway. The, the, what went down is I kind of told my wife about it. She was like, oh, you know, it sounds kind of hokey to me. Okay. Well, fast forward just a, a little while. And she was sitting, this is just a couple days ago. She was sitting in the kitchen with my two children and I was coming down the stairs and I heard it as well. 
and it sounded like a loudspeaker in the kitchen and it was a woman's voice and she said hey oh okay and then it went off <laughs> and my wife was like what the what the heck was that no way. i said you think maybe i'm getting chills right now bro yeah it freaked me out so hard because nothing we have would do that and it it you know it got everybody's attention it was loud enough it sounded like the pa at a school and uh it just sounded like you know the truman show like oh my gosh all of a sudden you know it was there was a glitch uh yeah. of some sort and and you know i asked her i said what do you think it is and um it, it's those it's those fine points where you don't have an explanation much like aerial unidentified phenomenon you know things you see in the in the trees like cryptozoological variants when you don't have when there's not a readily available real explanation for something you start to question reality and when you start to question reality i think you open yourself up to these like matrix like issues and and uh open to navigate you know the 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 unclear waters of what our existence really means yeah like that clip i posted today i, I said that the some npcs are glitching out there's been videos going around of people just acting strange just very strange where maybe some people or entities or whatever it is are non-player characters are just here to fill in the void to have some sort of interaction which is kind of scary because are you an npc ryan are you here how are we how are we can we're, we're conducting witchcraft right now we're talking through a screen through this thing and it's being transmitted to you on some other place at a you, there's a different time zone over there this is fucking wild right yeah we're, we're literally <laughs> on scrying mirrors uh, utilizing technologies we don't understand. I, I yeah, um, that's the thing. Fully we, engaged, yeah. you know, as if, as if, yeah. Are you real? Am I real? We don't know. I've been and, thinking as of lately, Ryan. Are we in a Black Mirror episode? Are we? And because it seems like it, right? And 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 right now, I'm in a group chat where we're having an argument about the reality of of statistics right you know what i'm getting at uh, different numbers mm -hmm. and things that are going on in the world right now that i'm i'm honestly i'm tired of talking about it i like talking about other things uh other topics that are cool like aliens and shit right and and, and bigfoot but people are so sucked up into the thing that's going on right now everything and it just makes me think what else is going on that they're distracting us from because anything that happens the number one thing is uh, what's the what's the distraction from What's actually going on that they don't want us to see that, hey, this is just a, a psyop type of thing. And I have a friend of mine who's very passionate about the awakening of humanity as a, as a consciousness. Oh, it's, it's happening. It's happening right now. It's about to happen. Is it really? You know what I mean? Is it, it, would, you, would you be okay with it not happening during your lifetime? Oh, Totally. Yeah, I just think we're that unlucky bunch or lucky bunch, depending on how you see it, that uh, it's happening. Um, I agree with your friend, um, at least in some view, because, you know, you talk to people on that consciousness tip who have had near-death experiences, and they, you know, as real as our reality seems, uh, without question, they almost always 
relay their experience as being more real than this one. This is a blurry, blurry, muddy comparison to what they experience when uh, when they have these out of body, near death experiences. So what we are experiencing now is as real as it is seems very blurry, um, muddied, and not as authentic as the experiences which are encountered in that particular consciousness. And, you know, it makes me wonder, is it just a glitch? Like you said, are we in some archive where we're just like getting bits and pieces here and there? We'll have like, you know, those moments of deja vu where it seems, again, more real than... It's, a, it's an echo you know, in space and time. Deja totally. Vu. And I don't know if I've ever asked you, but have you ever done... Give me one second. Dimethyltryptamine. Have you ever done DMT? <laughs> Very interesting you asked Did you hear that. that? We're actually... <laughs> no, no. I've never done the actual drug. Now, that being said, um, that being said, the, the little science exper experiment that myself and others are engaged with, um, I sold a portion, and I don't know how much to tell here, because we're dealing with some pretty major stuff we're doing out there and <laughs> i hate when i have you on the show and you talk about it because you can't talk about it yeah man i'll just say it i'll just say it uh a a partner of mine and i only say partner oh, let's just okay, i can blur so, whatever whatever you want out after the fact what no i'll say it i'll say it in the correct format um i sold the western portion of space wolf research which used to be twice the size that it is now to a silent partner who does not want to be named. He doesn't want to be a part of anything yet. Dude, but that's he so, that just screams reptilian to me. Just <laughs> Right? No, he's a great guy. And we have very uh, similar mutual shared interests. And I wouldn't have sold it to anybody who did not have the same feelings about the land and what its meaning is to humanity. And he has for lack of a better word, been bringing consciousness technology to the area, <laughs> which is able to reconstruct the DMT experience without the use of drugs. What so, the fuck? Does yeah. his name rhyme with Eron Tusk by any chance? <laughs> no, but he's definitely a musketeer as I am in that sense, that he... Uh, this this consciousness technology dude that's is, wild man yeah it's a lamp of sorts and, i've heard and, about that um, on joe rogan although the thing yeah. that they, they strap you in and they're able to put pulses of light have you tried that i don't want to get into that but um I, my experience is not as important as it's very important on this podcast ryan <laughs> well i've i've delved into other areas like um when I, when I will go to the property and yeah, so, so there's, there's stuff going on, but when I've gone to the property, I typically will try to uh, commune with the land or engage with, with the land itself and do so on a very um, empty, I guess, level, not coming in with any precognition or expectations or anything along that just kind of shift to uh just a receptor just a neurological receptor that's taking it all in and it's hard to keep your mind empty it's almost like a meditation 
but it's hard to keep your mind empty without, you know, that human uh, loaded precognition where you, you know, oh, this is good. This is bad. That I don't know. It's like, who cares what we think? And I try to go in with that um, more, more like a, uh, just an intelligence and um, observe and report uh, idea. And, and, um, and when you go with that observe and report mindset, I feel that it goes a lot better or like Oriental cultures will often, you know, call it turning your mind into an empty bowl. And then it is filled with the rice or the w whatever comes out of that instead of, instead of optioning to command our own feelings on what happens. And so the observer, what I can say is the observer is super key in areas of high strangeness and what you bring to the table is super important. So it's important to like literally show up at the table with nothing in your hands and uh, just be open to what it wants to send you. And do they know, for example, if I was to go out there, would they know I have a podcast about this shit? It is. Yeah, man. It's um, whatever this intelligence is, it is. I, I like what, scientists before me have called it um namely a precognitive intelligence so it knows ahead of time what you are going to think bruh <laughs> this shit blows my mind dude because that is scary as hell that is very scary. And Ryan, why do you think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this collective consciousness or entity or architect, programmer, whatever it may be, why is it that it's, my whole thing is why is it so strong and concentrated there? I know that there's certain minerals and rocks and different things that are only found in that area in the entire world but are there other places such as the skinwalker ranch with the same aspects maybe in australia or in china or in japan or around the world does it have to do with the ley lines you think is this where these people i mean and again correct me if i'm wrong this is where these people build their sacred temples and their establishments for religious for religious activities, no? Am I am I wrong in that term? Because a lot of these places that they tear down and they build churches on top of, you know, maybe ancient pagan sites, they build churches or even establishments on these places. Like what's his name? That that one that one guy who who the super billionaire, I forget his name, is it I think Bloomberg or something like that, whatever his last name is, where he restored an old temple of jupiter or venus and he made it like this crazy technologically advanced building and he's a super billionaire but he restored a a temple to i believe it's a, it's in baalbek or lebanon some place over there he rebuilt this temple and just decked it all out and it's like what could you possibly want with this sort of thing and my whole obviously skinwalker ranch is, is famous but are there other places that you're aware of that are on par with the quality of encounters 
such as Skinwalker Ranch, where you're able to be like, hey, there is a correlation between these two. Yeah, I think that there are multiple sites and locations that are similar. For me, uh, the fray, I mean, home home means Skinwalker to me. Mm -hmm. So for me, the fray is that location. But I've gone to other locations that have similar phrase or veils that seem to be glitchy, uh, Sedona, um, parts of Nevada in the desert here. Uh, There's multiple locations. Now, obviously, Skinwalker is very close to the 37th parallel. And like you said, people that will argue that ley line theory it, it's it's pretty obvious to me that there is some legitimate background to that uh, when you when you really start to look at as you said where both indigenous and uh, even more modernly uh, people seem to see this high strangeness I mean back in 1776 when uh, Father Escalante and Dominguez were coming through mapping trails for the Spanish they were encountering the same stuff that our Wait, government oh yeah yeah, who, they were in who was ca- that? Seventeen seventy-six. Yeah, it was Father Escalante and his uh, his priest under him, which they were both Roman Catholic priests. Uh, Dominguez, his priest under him, they were they were a pair of priests that the Spanish sent to map. Why the fuck basically, would they send priests? <laughs> yeah, well, the the theory was that the priests had a better chance of making it alive, and they did. Um, they would basically make map these routes that the Spanish would later use for gold. And it's known as the old Spanish trail now, but uh, yeah, when they went through the basin, they reported very similar things in the sky and the ground and absolutely unearthly apparitions. So it's not it's not something that is new but it's the definitely they were communing with the same type of thing that our current intelligence uh both government and military uh through you know many freedom of information acts requests and 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 actually the new york times coming out and straight up saying it the advanced aviation threat identification program as well as the advanced aerospace weapon system application program ATIP and OSAP were both strategically held, for lack of a better word, uh, ATIP for sure was held right there at Skinwalker. So it's, um, you know, that is the program that Lou Elizondo claims to have been in charge of. And it, it was investigating something for a reason, something that seemed to be a threat and that they could not pinpoint. So it's a, it's a very, you know, top scientists it's a very it's a very interesting and intriguing mystery that continues they have since disbanded the program renamed it but it is still very much alive and the same players other than lou uh some of the same players i should say are still at the forefront of investigating things that are able to traverse for lack of a better word portals wormholes you know they have they they definitely have a monopoly on whatever these intelligences are 
seem to have a monopoly on being able to blink in and out of our reality. Oh, man. You're blowing my fucking mind with this stuff. Where... <clears throat> is that is that the one that Bob Lazar was talking to uh, being, being a part of? Or is that a different program? That's a different area, no? Dude, it's so interesting you mentioned Bob Lazar because... Okay. Do you, do you believe him, by the way? I, I'm, I'm sure you I do. do. You believe him? I 100% do. Now, I wouldn't, but I have some friends, close friends, who are in communication with him. And uh, I, it's a great example of how the government can come in and change your history and make the public believe anything they want about yeah. it. He very much worked at the places he said he worked. And... Interestingly enough, where the streams cross with with the Uinta Basin is I, I there. How can I put this? Okay, I'll just I'll just tell you what I know. Uh, five. I was told by a very inside. In, I just want to say I love myself. I would never kill myself, <laughs> and I love the United States of America and Joe Biden. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> patriot. I'm a patriot. Exactly. Um, a scientific expert who has very credible information told me recently that one of the Element 115 spent fuel rods that were found were found 500 feet from a property boundary, from my property boundary. Um, Do what? Yeah, the, these purported fuel cells... They were what appear to be metal rods, and they are what the national, well, NIDS, uh, Bigelow's scientific team, the National Institute for Discovery Science, their scientists deemed that these were purportedly fuel rods for flying saucers or reversed engineered craft, which falls completely in line with what Bob Lazar said years ago that this element 115 was in fact an element that just because it was not on our periodic table then it is now but at the time it was not on our periodic table and had not been proven to be stable enough to be on the periodic table however since then uh, it has been proven to be stable at least in a temporary sense enough to be on our periodic table and that these reversed engineered craft or saucers, for lack of a better word, were using these fuel rods as fuel. So they would somehow convert that into energy that could uh, make them not only anti-gravitational, but, you know, go forward, backward, up, down, any way they want. And, and, and the element in, in discussion is muscovium. All right, it's a synthetic chemical element with the symbol MC and atomic number 115. Is that the right one? Element 115. It is, it's, it's been named a few things. And Bob Lazar first came out with this information. Everybody scoffed at him and laughed at him. And they have since sort of retracted that when it was proven to exist. So either the guy's talking out his butt or his butt's really smart because it figured out this element yeah. existed long before it existed. And he, he is very smart. He's a very knowledgeable individual. He's not talking out his butt. Unfortunately, there is such 
it's almost like a movement lately that is just out to debunk anything that has to do with going against the common reality that we know exists. And, you know, that's always sort of been the case, you know, when uh, people were saying the earth was round and the status quo was saying it was flat, they would kill you. Uh, so a lot of things have not changed. And it seems that time is the factor that changes it. Because if you just wait long enough, I, I, these things come to fruition and then everybody backsteps and, re oh, okay, well, we accept it now. But, you know, at the time, if you, you know, this is centuries ago, if you claimed the world was round, you know, you were a heretic and you were burned at the stake, whether you were right or not. It's like that, uh, that part of, I'm reading Tom Hatch's book, LSD, The Wonder Child, and it talks about when they exposed chimpanzees to LSD, they wouldn't show any discomfort and they would re release them back into their society and the other chimps would ostracize them and because they weren't following the hierarchy of the, the of pretty much their simulation their world he was going against the grain and he would be punished almost like what's happening right now right where if you don't follow certain norms you're outcasted this has happened before and i looked into something dude that blew my fucking mind the other day and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i had to look deeper into it i posted the clip on my tiktok and instagram and it was about the third reich and the and the and the nurses that they had there they would literally kill babies they would hold the babies they would put them outside to get frostbite and they would kill babies these people doing these horrible experiments and the idea of eugenics, which is presented in Plato's The Republic, right? Plato was one of the first people to come up with this idea of selective breeding. Only the higher-ups could breed, you know, and, and keep the bloodline pure. The book The Republic was looked upon by Martin Luther King Jr. and the Nazis, right? Two separate movements. They both looked at the same piece of work of, 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 of literature which comes to show you the what plato talks about in that work the arts speak to people on a deeper level than just that's why he wanted to limit certain frequencies right that's very important they wanted to limit fr certain frequencies from from that because he thought that if it could give a person hope they would rebel against the system and break out of plato's the, the cave right break out of the cave when you come back to tell them hey there's another world out there they fight you no, no, shut the fuck up. You know, sit back down. And mm -hmm. when it comes to this sort of thing, uh, so my, my, my breakthrough was that apparently the idea of eugenics actually came from the U.S. And the Nazis adopted a law trying to compete with the U.S. And if you look into it, in the early 1900s, the U.S. was sterilizing mentally handicapped people over 400,000 people were sterilized who were mentally handicapped or whatever it may be some some sort of disorder that they had disabled such as the Nazis did with the gypsies the Pol the Polish all these different groups of people ultimately the, the Jews as well and that's how they started with it they started with hey these people are sick we're going to take them to these camps too 
make them feel better. We're going to take what's happening in Australia right now. They got fucking concentration camps out there. And guess what? They mm-hmm. can't do anything. They have no guns. They can't stand up to their tyrannical government. Why? Because they gave their guns up back in the 90s. And this is what happens. And I don't feel that this is going to come knocking on our doorstep. But it's just something to keep open because, well, never say never, right? I saw your face. Never say never. It's scary. And when we talk about the world burning, we see this. But it blew my mind, dude. I was like, well, the Nazis weren't at the forefront of this. I said, wait a minute. Then who was? Oh, the U.S. And in in the 1970s, they had passed laws and everything in regards to this. And I said, there's no fucking way. And there would be articles that would come on. Hey, the Nazis are beating us. Or, hey, the Nazis would say, oh, we have to compete with the U.S. That is disgusting because I talked to I talked to somebody recently about this, about how not too long ago we were racist as fuck towards black people, right? Towards people of color that we were super only a person's lifetime away. 1940s, 1950s. We just came out of of doing that. And there's still racism in this world today that we have where that's why I feel that I don't I don't know if if th- th- there needs to be some sort of of cleansing right of like this this and I want to be careful the way I word it not, not <laughs> you know what I mean but some sort of consciousness cleanse I don't know you know what I mean like maybe knock out all the bullshit because my whole thing is if people was were to open up their eyes and realize hey this is all bullshit this reality that one is all bullshit, right? If we're able to break out of that thinking and break free of the chains of the of the materialism and, and, and consumerism and all this other bullshit that's taking a hold of everybody, I think we'll be able to move up to that next level of being able to live in harmony. But the powers that be, these reptilian-esque people, these overlords... They feed off that energy, right? They feed off that negativity and that lower vibrational, uh, that lower vibrational energy. And that's why I talked about the Saturn time cube, about how Saturn is ruling, is the demiurge and he's ruling this reality, right? And, and the matrix, you saw that they're coming out with the new matrix movie. I love it. I love it. I I can't wait to see it because I wondered what they were going to do. And it's like, Oh, I, I was having these dreams. And speaking of dreams, the other day, I, I went to Coral Castle. Wild place, dude. I don't know how this guy did it. It makes you wonder, these people who... who Yeah, let's say it's technology, but when you see the things that they're able to do, how, you, how you've mentioned before, and I've referenced this numerous times on my podcast, how you said when you put certain stones in certain positions, in certain ways, you're able to send a message what was that place you were at that was like a spiral what was that it's epic uh it's a location known as rhyolite nevada it's an abandoned it's actually an open air art museum now however it is an a it's basically a ghost town that used to be very functional and uh the artwork there and like you saw the uh the spiral uh very interesting energy that's creepy um, to as be, fuck dude yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it it literally took me an entire day just to get to the location. And uh but that's like what I like to do, but it's very real. This these 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 areas function in ways that and I agree with you 100% like uh Coral Castle and 
these elemental technologies. By the way, a ley line runs through there too, by the way. <laughs> Ryan, uh, you cut out. I can't hear your audio, dude. Did you mute yourself? I can't hear you. Yikes. Is the Archons at work, dude? There you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, there we All go. Right. The Archons at work. There you go. That was weird. <laughs> to my point. Uh, so I was saying a ley line runs through the Coral Castle, by the way. Just oh, okay. pointing that out. Yeah, these, these elemental technologies, like you said, running, placing stones and uh, elemental technologies in certain designs they continue to work whether the wi-fi goes down or not so where other forms of technology can glitch out and just be completely erased from history i honestly believe that there is an elemental technology that can be utilized that will continue to both receive and put out energies and that these function regardless of uh more temporary technologies like the ones we're using the in, in, the interesting thing is there are how can i put this there's it seems to me that there's always been entities that act as these they just kind of hold hold stuff together hold the matrix together it's like a, almost like a metatron like a metatron like a baphomet uh, something coagulating and dissolving or Metatron, just basically making sure the program is working and functioning because the last thing that the, and, and the lizards hate to be, I, I'm half lizard. I mean, let's all face it. We all, <laughs> we all live within the confines of this reality, which is based on a monetary fiat currency. And just by that very engagement with the system, we're all pretty much half lizard. Anyway, you have to worry about, you know, paying your bills and you know supporting your family and things of that nature which are not very human tendencies these are these are these are things that have been imposed upon us and not necessarily go with the core of our being so when you know and i you know when i see people that are wealthy elites i call them lizards and yeah do i wish i was a lizard i wish i had more money in the bank i wish i had more stocks i, knew, I wish i had more bitcoin I knew, yeah i know a few lizards too but when you hang out with them, they're like normal people. <laughs> they're totally normal people. They're just like you and I. And, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's just that they are more aware, in touch, and conscious of this uh, financial gain, which is not a bad thing. However, I think it can become a bad thing. It's it's like, and, and you know, there's wealthy elites, and then there's worth wealthy elites. Uh, I remember guiding Tiger Woods down the river, and he was the first billionaire I ever met. Oh, you took and, him fishing? Yeah. I think you've had that in your fishing. book, right? I It might be. I don't know if it is or not. It's I may wild. have left that out. But, you know, he was the first billionaire that I ever met. And just a normal guy. But you can tell that it gets to you. And yeah. I've met billionaires since. And they definitely have something that we don't have, which is a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> a lot of pieces and, and of paper. A lot of pieces of paper. And with that literally comes 
an air of entitlement. And it's not a bad thing, but, you know, much, you know, much like the guy that has to work nine to five. And then you see the guy that drives by in the limo who, who hasn't worked a day in his life. There is, it's not arrogance, but there is a superiority complex that comes with it, whether you want it to or not. It's the same feeling we get, you know, when you see these, these videos online of like, send a dollar a day and you'll feed three children in Africa. You see this stuff and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, it like we have it you. pretty. Yeah, it speaks to you. And you're propaganda. very thankful. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're very thankful for your position or j- just living in this country is, I mean, a- unfathomable to uh, most of the world. So, you know, it it's one of those things that I can see how that power would propagate and evolutionary in an evolutionary sense, propagate along bloodlines and exponentially recreate itself to bigger and bigger proportions. And you would end up with these extremely unfathomably wealthy elites who only operate on that particular system of power. And I think that's what people mean when they're talking about lizards, but you know, everybody goes down the super, like, where's their tail? Like, it's like, no, like, let's just get to (laughs) basics. Uh, Because if, if, if you are cold-blooded enough, um, no pun in- or, or pun intended, I guess, cold-blooded enough to only concentrate on the absorption of power like a sponge, it's pretty amazing, I'm sure, how far you could get in life. And I mean, you, you probably would not care about those around you. Look no further, dude. Is it is it me or does it feel like Jeff Bezos came out of nowhere? Oh, totally. Like, where's yeah. his family? Who who was under him before him? You know what I mean? It's like this dude just popped out of nowhere, and you're saying, well, the sky's the limit. Well, the literal sky is the limit for these people that they're launching. They're, they're, it's almost like a pissing match now. It's how long can I be in space now? How long? How much longer can I be than you, or how much higher can I go than you? When they were launching the new the, the SpaceX, the, the first crewed, thing they're like hey we're we're well past 100 kilometers at this point almost like throwing a jab over at at these other guys the guy from virgin galactic and 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 jeff bezos where they only went up to space for what two minutes but these guys i've always said it where they know when you know you're in a game you're gonna play differently when you know you're in some sort of I've always said, why do they need so much money? What's making more and more sense to me as of lately, they need the money because they're at this virtual casino and they're just, they're just having the, their time, the time of their lives, just spending away, spending away, spending away. They know it's a game. They're in this community where that's why I feel that Nicholas Cage does so many movies. I feel that maybe he was offered some sort of, Hey, why don't you do this for us? And we're going to, we're going to prop you up, dude. You're going to be all right. He said, no. He said, no, fuck that. And now you see him in all these crazy movies. The latest one I was watching yesterday was Prisoners of Ghostland. And the movie's fucking wild, bro. The movie's almost like a parody, but it's amazing. He does such a great job. And it's like, he's in so much debt, but look at all these other actors and other musicians and other celebrities that are way in better positions, maybe because they did take a piece of that pie. Maybe they did partake in that humiliation ritual or, or that's why I feel like Kanye West. That's why I feel like all these, 
these stories that come out about him about him being crazy it's some sort of humiliation ritual where he has to look bad right like little Nas X out of nowhere we nobody knew he was gay out of nowhere hey I'm gay and I'm gay as fuck you know what I mean like out of nowhere it was like what what the fuck happened there maybe it's some sort of initiation and nothing against gay people I've had LGBTQ people on the show just so you know so and and I'm brown so I can't really be called a racist either <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like these people who I don't know and I've been and I wanted to get your your take on on this idea that I've been thinking about about uh Carl Jung and 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 uh what's uh Freud what the hell is his first name I forgot his first name it's slipping my mind Sigmund Sigmund Freud where he talks about the flying saucer right and I know you've seen a mothership you wrote about it in your in your book I haven't seen shit uh, well actually I- I'm wrong the what I meant to say when I brought up Coral Castle was that night the night before I went or maybe the night after I don't remember I've always experienced sleep paralysis but usually I'll have sleep paralysis and not get the visuals right but sometimes I'll get the visuals and in this particular instance I had a visual and mind you I had just gone to sleep I was watching some scary movie who knows what that does right and I had a visual of an ET just staring at me in the face dude he was right in front of me and I've gone to the point where I can snap out of it pretty quickly because I don't like being there. And I'll, you know, I'll move uh, and I'll move around enough to where I can snap out of the sleep paralysis. But I saw an ET. I saw something looking down at me straight right in my face, dude. Right there, you know? And it's this leads me to my next point. Do you feel, and I and I'm pretty sure you feel differently, but maybe these things that we're seeing are projections of a collective consciousness of the people who truly do believe that ufos are real and maybe they're just some mind experiment and some projection from the mind from you know carion talks about the shadow and how the shadow is able to show you the true reality of nature if you're able to tap into that and that's i feel like that plays into what these elites do with the evil that they commit. They, they, they think that becoming so evil, they achieve divinity in some sort of sense. Do you feel that maybe it's like a Freudian slip or like a projection, these UFOs or Bigfoot or these things that we're experiencing? Do you think it's something projected? It is definitely a glimpse into a higher advanced intelligence than our own, I believe. And kind of going back to, you know, the billionaires going into space, uh, (laughs) you know, 80% of the world's population will never even take a plane flight. So when you see billionaires, you know, exuding a carbon footprint, which is that of, millions of people who knows how many yeah exactly uh just to just to just to just to prove that they can do it and you know there are different characters characterizations of those billionaires like you mentioned bezos and musk and i think musk is much more like a nicholas cage if you will that you know he was in an extreme amount of debt as well for a long time and 
You think you, so? You, I have to you disagree have, with you on that one. Because well, he he does some shit in the media where it's almost humiliating, especially with what he did with Bitcoin. And that one so, interview in the in the interview the B word uh with 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 uh Kathy what's it the hell Kathy Ark, whatever the hell her last name is. Kathy Woods, I don't know her last name. Her and I think it was the the guy from from Twitter. You could see when he looked into the camera and he said he talked about, oh, I don't want this to go down either. Almost like 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 a sad puppy. I don't want this to go down either. So when I talk about it, I don't mean for. But, you know, he's getting phone calls and being like, hey, dude, go and tweet some shit and let people think whatever it is so they can crash the market. You know what I mean? Totally. Oh, totally. And that's why they're more dangerous. This 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 type of individual is more dangerous you know the one that is saying beware of artificial intelligence yet i am the most likely the one who will bring it uh you know beware of you know let's look at the tyranny that we haven't mentioned but to give to give an example i'm completely against the tyranny and i tell everybody i know go buy pfizer you know so how hypocritical is that it's it's um yeah, but you're just playing the system, though. It's different exactly. knowing that you're playing the system. Oh, well, let me invest into what Nancy Pelosi has in her portfolio. Oh, well, it's shit. It's, dude, these people all are in bed together with each other. Right now, like I said earlier, we're having some argument in this group chat. And I said, listen, I don't believe either side. Any statistic or anything that comes out, I don't believe either side because they flop more than 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 some fish right because one day they say one thing the next day they say another they don't even know where science stand that's they're they're playing a game that they don't even understand how you say using technologies that we don't understand did you know that the ct scan is the one of the number one leading causes of cancer i believe it how fucking crazy is that how crazy is that 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 the one thing that's what it's meant to help people but if you do it too many times you're going to fucking die of cancer. Yeah. You're going to have a slow death. Why? Well, you're just trying to help help out. So they don't even stand in the room with you when they're doing a CT scan or anything like that. No, they put, yeah, they get the hell out of it. <laughs> they put, they put a leather, a big old leather lead filled thing over your chest and they get out. Of, oh, they're totally safe. And they leave the room. When I go to the dentist, the dentist hates me. I'm like, no fluoride, no x-rays. And you know what? I go to the dentist less and less. So, um, Damn, my just teeth like are that, always bro? great. No fluoride and no no x-rays. Right. This stuff kills you. And you know, they know it because, like you said, they leave the room. If they didn't leave the room, hey, if you stand right here next to me, let's do it all day. But they will not do that. And that percentage of the world's population that we're talking about that know the statistics of everything, for example, the Bezos, the Musks, and others, they what's not clear is they are aware of all the statistics. They know what's going to happen. Yet, like you said, they may not feel good about it, but it is um, it is against their better nature to not engage with the very system that they understand because that's what they do. And it, it's, it's possibly quite wizard, if you want to call it that. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I mean... That's pretty amazing to just grab four randoms, throw them into space, and just, like, these people don't have to do anything. I don't know if you saw that launch. It was insane. Like, everything's automated. It lands in the ocean. Hold on. We'll come get you. I mean, 
space tourism will happen at this point and it will happen much sooner than we believe the belief that we will occupy mars i think is going to happen sooner than any of us believe and the fact is you know is that where i want to be not necessarily but if things this i don't know if things continue to go the way they're going this is all a reality that's very hard for us to understand let's get back to that number that 80 percent of the population will never even take a flight on a plane what's the likelihood they're going to survive a possible i don't even want to call it a pandemic um but you get my drift <laughs> what's the likelihood they'll survive that when they they they're it's 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 that same uh entitlement you know that i was you know i was just looking up bunkers the other day thinking you know how much would it and when you start to see how many bunkers have been sold recently it's a really scary statistic how many bunkers have been sold recently so those with are definitely preparing to take from those without and isolate themselves and insulate themselves from any and all possible disruptions to their livelihood, which, you know, it's sad, but I mean, it's kind of that lame need for survival, that human existence. You know, I know, I know that I'm, I don't have a bunker, but it's going to be one of those things where you're going to wish you knew somebody with a bunker if things go the way they're going. And I don't know if the very fact that people are buying bunkers are going to make something like this happen. And Or maybe it, just thinking about it, like a self-fulfilled prophecy brings it upon like how many people don't talk about the stock market crashing every fucking day? Oh, it's going to crash today. It's going to crash today. It's going to... Eventually, when you preach that the world is going to end, it's eventually going to end. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. you're going to be right at some point in time, whether it's today, whether it's 10 years from now. But hey, remember, it happens 20 years from now. Hey, remember 10 years ago when I was talking about this? Yeah, bitch, you're finally right about it. You know, but all the time that it didn't go down. Right. And how you said where these people, they they don't it's almost like they don't know any better right uh it's like this this weird this weird disconnection from reality these guys when you see elon musk talking or like a jeff bezos talking it's almost like they're not even there almost like they're whoa gone again Dude, <laughs> this is so weird. I mean, like my entire, not not just the entire screen went black. Jeez, bro. And uh, popped back. So I'm, I'm amazed that I was able to reboot that quickly. Not just a window, like the entire screen yeah. like left the building. These, these, the, the archons of the governors, the reptilians are not happy with us today. But 
we'll, we'll wind it down there, Ryan. This was an awesome talk that I had with you. And it's always when we get together and we talk about these sort of things, it's always, it goes fucking great always. And I had a point that I wanted to bring up before all this shit happened. Uh, you know, we talked about reality itself, skinwalker, UFOs. We talked about uh, Bob Lazar a little bit, the reptilians, the elites, space travel. Where do you think we go from here, Ryan? Do you think that, what do you feel is next? Do you feel that we are headed into some dystopian future? I mean, this isn't Blade Runner yet, but... I'll have you, I don't know if you knew that the Mayans copied the Aztecs. The Aztecs were the real OGs. And the Aztecs calendar ends in, I believe, either 2027 or 2029. I think it's 2027, but in 2029, we have this asteroid that's headed towards us, named after an Egyptian god. I forgot the name of it. I, I had brought it up in one of my previous episodes, uh, where it's supposed to, supposed to be flying past earth and could potentially hit earth in the year 2029 uh, where do you feel we go from here do you think that i don't know things play out or things settle down or uh, where do we go from here dude i i honestly think uh this is a good note to end it on uh the aztecs you're absolutely right um this kind of comes back to skinwalker because the Utes are descendants of the Aztecs, direct descendants. Wow. And they believe many of the same things. I think the the best thing you can do is be as versatile and amphibious, you know, uh, not, not in a virtual sense, <laughs> but, you know, be something that can morph uh, from one existence to the next readily and easily. Have a preparedness plan. You know, don't be like your friend next door that only orders Postmates or, you know, Instacart and relies on that for their food. You know, have, it sounds super old school, but have a backup plan is however simple it might be. Um, don't wait until you're sick and they stick a tube down your throat uh, to uh, worry about your existence. Have some protocols, you know, zinc, vitamin D, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine on oh, the cabinet like fake, I do. Have all that stuff ready. <laughs> because you know they don't like to hear that and nobody likes that try getting it it's really hard to get oh yeah. my god but i mean have that stuff because we don't know you know you, you hear hospitals are overfilled yet at the same time they're firing people left and right from them mm -hmm. so it's not technically the media is not telling you exactly what's going on they're telling you their version of what's happening and Hyper that's reality. understandable totally hyper reality so you have to be um esoteric in your thinking you know not exactly you, you can't just accept the exoteric belief of uh what somebody's telling you because it put everything through a filter um this have all your bases covered and you'll be okay and i think that um we're in a very unique position being in this country where we can do things and get plans i'm not a super prepper you know i don't have twenty thousand pounds of beans in my basement but at the same time, like if the S hits the fan, I know I'm going to be away from the fan and <laughs> not running towards it for advice. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think that 
the observer is key, like we were saying a lot with this paranormal, hyper anomalous, esoteric stuff that the observer is key. What you observe becomes reality. Uh, I heard a recent, you know, you, you, a lot of people have discussed this, how many of the populations that don't have media are not as infiltrated by many of the viruses that are plaguing society, whatever you want to call that. And um, when, no matter what that is, it can be, it can be moral, physical, or spiritual. So yeah, just keep, stay in your lane and, and try to keep things as real as you can in a way that's healthy for yourselves. And I think that people are getting better with that, with the internet. We have a lot more tools at our disposal and we're able to kind of bookmark what interests us and the artificial technology takes on from there, the intelligence and our, our own interests. Stay interested, stay interested in things that interest you because that's probably why you're here. And I want to wrap it up with this. Here we go. I know this is kind of weird, but the one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against princip uh, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yikes. We'll end it with that because I feel that's one of one of my favorite verses and it's got to do a lot with what we talked about today where it's more than meets the eye and when it comes to this reality and the more I dive down into the into the, the rabbit holes and wormholes and pigeonholes, whatever it is you want to call it, I start to realize that more and more that there's that there's definitely more than than we're being told or being opened up to and not until we're able to remember our own alphabet has letters that are fake as fuck that don't mean anything that were just put there as some substitutes right almost to depower and demystify language and i don't think that was for no reason but ryan i want to thank you again for coming back on you're always welcome to come back on whenever it is you want and have these awesome and thought-provoking conversations. And it always seems that we always talk about something different. We, we always talk about the same thing, but in a different way, in a different exactly. uh, of, you know, view and angle of things. And it just opens up your mind and makes it, oh, I didn't catch that the first time around or whatever it is. So, Ryan, one more time for the listeners where can they find your work? And I'll post the that in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you can go to heroparanormal.com, spacewolfresearch.com, or you can catch my books on Amazon. They are the Utah UFO Ranch and Shapeshifter Territory. And your podcast rock, rocks. I just, I, I'm always stoked when, uh, when I'm on it. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Take care. 